Welcome to Home Health 360, a podcast presented by Eliacare. I'm your host, Jeff Howell, and this is the show about learning from the best in home health care from around the globe. Welcome to another episode of the Home Health 360 podcast, where we talk to home care professionals from around the globe. I'm your guest host, Erin Valier, U.S. Director of Sales for Eliacare Software, and today I am joined by Candace Slusher, nurse and consultant. She's here to talk about quality assurance and performance improvement, otherwise known as QAPI, as it relates to home care. Candace is a geriatric-focused nurse serving seniors since 1995 and working in every post-acute senior care setting, and specifically in non-medical home care since 2004. As a home care consultant, her primary goal is to help agencies thrive while providing the highest quality care to seniors in their communities. Through creating a culture of self-agency and accountability, ensuring regulatory compliance, and simplifying workflow systems, she works with home care owners to grow their businesses, establish work-like balance, and achieve optimal quality of life for all. Welcome to the show, Candice. I'm glad to be here today. This is exciting. We've been planning this for a long time. We have been. It's a long time coming and definitely a great conversation to have at the beginning of the year because this is when we got to get all of our ducks in a row and apply that program to the services we provide um, from today on. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with the term QAPI, would you be so kind to define it? Sure. So QAPI stands for Quality Assurance and Performance Improvement. And it, it has two pieces. So the QA, Quality Assurance, is, is kind of what I define as a look back. You're going to go back and look at all of the information, reports, data, gathering all the information from what kind of services you've been doing, how your services are affecting your clients, whether your clients are happy, um, what type of performance you've been giving that your staff are giving. Um, and then, you know, you're going to look at all that information and you're looking for anything that could be a little off. And then your PI is literally just performance improvement, creating a plan to move forward. So QA is look back. PI is look forward. What are we going to do about this? This could have been done better. You know, let's decide how we're going to take action and do so. That's what it's about. I like the way you put that. It's very simple. A look back and a look forward with actions. Now, in 2018, CMS added the QAPI requirement to the conditions of participation for home health agencies. So I think there's this perception that QAPI is only for skill care. So why do we do it for home care? And does everybody have to do it? Not everybody has to do it. Check your state, re- your state regulations to determine that. Now, I'm in Texas and everything's bigger in Texas, including our you know book of standards and regulations that we have to follow. In Texas, non-medical home care is a category of, of home care in general, which includes medical home health and hospice. So as you know, since we're under that licensing umbrella, we're still required to do it just like everybody else is. And so every state's going to be a little bit different. Um, in general, now, if you're billing in Medicaid or your state systems or any sort of government entity, you're going to be required to do it because it is a CMS requirement. So, um, but private pay agencies, depending on their state, if they're private pay only, um, may not have to do it. 
However, it's still a good idea because as we just talked about, you're looking at what your performance has been and how we can do better. And why would you not want your business to do better? Except that it can be kind of intimidating because if you Google QAPI for home care, all the stuff that comes up is stuff that comes down from CMS, which is the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid. And it's complicated and it looks clunky if nothing else. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense when you try to apply what they're asking you for, the specific metrics that when you, again, that you find when you Google doesn't really apply to the non-medical home care services. And so, you know, home health agencies have something called an OASIS form that Medicare has them fill out as part of their assessment. And OASIS through the Medicare system then gives you goals. And so it gives you more things to measure. And so you can determine that way, you know, by, you know, by looking at all of your OASIS documents and everything that, you know, Medicare has you doing, then you can determine we're meeting our goals, we're not meeting our goals and create your QAPI around that. In non-medical home care, we don't have that. And we don't have the same goals as home health. So we don't want that. By the way, if anybody's listening, no, thank you. We're good. We don't need an OASIS form or anything similar. Um, but instead, we need to be able to change that language so that QAPI does make sense for us. Because instead, what we find is, you know, home care agencies, even if they do have to do it, they get overwhelmed. They shut down. <laughs> they just don't do it. Or they just fill out a piece of paper and hope they get it right when the state comes. But they don't really utilize it to truly improve the quality of their care and their agency. So that's one of the sort of one of my little baby goals that I've been working on, you know, on a nationwide um, level, trying to help these non-medical home care agencies understand how QAPI can apply to them. Mm, That's important. Okay. So what I heard you say, I'm going to summarize. Uh, If you are personal care, depending on the state and your payer, you may not have to, but you should. And don't go out there and Google it because you're going to get frustrated and overwhelmed because I did my research too. There's like all of these different things you got to track. And I'm like, it doesn't apply. Let's dig a little bit further into what it really looks like. I know CMS has all of these guidelines out there and they've got all of the things that you have to track, but they break it down even further to like five core elements of the program itself. And I'm curious, you know, they've got design and scope. That's what they look look at. Governance and leadership, feedback, data systems and monitoring, performance improvement projects, and systemic analysis and systemic action. Do these elements apply to a QAPI program for non-skilled? And and what is it that we're really looking for? I mean, yes and no. (laughs) Does design and scope, governance and leadership, data systems, does that all apply to any business sure but honestly on a on a non-medical home care basis we tend to be a little less corporate-ish you know what I mean a little less you know we just try to try to bring it down to something that's user-friendly a little more down to earth right so I mean technically sure that all those things apply but when we look at that you know a lot of people's eyes just start to you know get those little like spinny, twirly, oh my God, I can't, I can't even look at that. And so I try to just make it a little simpler. Um, What we're really looking at in non-skilled home care is, um, and hopefully you've got some documentation, but we'll talk about that in a minute, is things like incident reports. How many 
falls have you had in your QA period? Um, how many missed medications have there been? How many times did people not show up for work? How many times, you know, and since COVID, that's its own topic, but how many infections were there aside from COVID even? How many of your clients got a urinary tract infection in the last six months or whatever the period is that you're looking? Um how many complaints were there? And, you know, a lot of people avoid catching, capturing complaints and documenting them because then that's kind of admitting you're not perfect and that doesn't ever feel good. But if you don't look at it, you can't see patterns. You might be missing something big. So, and then of course, client satisfaction, which can be looked at when you go out to do a supervisory visit, when you update a client's care plan, you know, things like that. And, and complaints, any kind of feedback that you get from clients, if it's negative, go ahead and address it. Write it up as a, if, change it from complaint if you don't want to call it that. Call it something. Pay attention, though, to what people are saying to you because you need that feedback. That dictates how your performance is. Otherwise, you're looking at billing, scheduling. Clients didn't fire you, so you're probably doing fine, but that doesn't give you enough information. So that's what I think we're looking at. How are we doing? And all of these reports are going to tell you so. You know, and then you could even look at things like how many inquiries did we have in the last six months and how many of those converted all the way to clients. You can QA just your marketing. You could QA just your recruiting. How many potential applicants have we talked to and how many of those did we hire, right? Is it 100 to 10? Could, is there something we can do better? How can we improve that process? So you can apply this to anything you're doing in your business. And the larger of a business you are, you know, the more there is to look at. It seems like a lot of things to track. What if an agency doesn't have any of that information available? Where do you think they should start? And I mean, does technology play a role here? Technology could absolutely play a role here. When you're setting up your agency to begin with, you're setting up your your EMR, your software that's, you know, keeping track of your clients and your caregivers, um, you know, you need to set up a process for establishing client satisfaction somewhere in your policies and or procedures that should say how you're going to manage complaints, what the plan is for incidents. And some of those are going to be state mandated, but if you're not regulated, you know, you would still want to determine all those things for yourself. So, yeah, I mean, technology certainly can play a role. I usually recommend even just for client satisfaction, that you have some sort of survey sent out in a link because there less and less people now are actually going to fill out a piece of paper and mail it back to you. That's just almost non-existent. So, you know, maybe you get a, a little survey link that you can text to the family member who is always already talking to you by text. And people will fill out a quick survey, five, six questions if, if you need them to. So that's a good way to gather that information if you haven't already started. Um if your caregivers are using an app to clock in and out, that could be a place where they can report feedback and incident reports. Those places can gather that, you know, infections, all of those things need to be reported. And most of that information will come directly from your caregivers, although some also from clients and family members. So just depending on how, what I call electronically savvy you are, how much you're utilizing your, your software systems, which are usually much more high functioning than what we use. You know, I find most agencies don't really dig in and learn. They just learn the basics and then go and then don't actually learn everything that their software can do for them. So I do find that that's pretty important. That's, that's definitely true. You got to dig in sometimes and ask your technology partner how they can support your coffee program. Cause there's a lot of bells and whistles that aren't necessarily 
uh, intuitive or out there in the the programs. And you just got to dig in with your partner and see what's available to you. You named off a bunch of things like to track, though. If I'm a, a small agency, like is there three to five like elements that you would really focus in on to start gathering data? In the world we're now in, you know, infections cannot be ignored. Everybody will hear me say, and when I'm talking about infections, there were infections before COVID. There's infections after COVID, <laughs> right? Clients get sick and that does need to be managed or monitored, not managed, monitored. Um, so incidents, infections, and then any kind of feedback from clients or employees are going to be, that's good enough because good feedback is also important. Not just complaints. You want to capture all. So if you just had your top three, what, what, let's just say incidents, infections, and feedback. And feedback is going to come in all kinds of forms. Sometimes you'll ask for it. Sometimes they'll volunteer it. But to take those seriously and act on it. You know, a lot of times when I talk to agencies, you know, and they'll say, well, we, you know, we only have 30 clients. We've been in business for four years. We don't have any complaints. Yes, you do. <laughs> sure you do. Let's think about the types of phone calls that your staffing coordinator gets that makes them roll their eyes, right? Are they rolling their eyes because they keep hearing that? Do they keep hearing that either from the same client or about the same staff? Those things are probably complaints that are just not being captured, not being addressed, meaning there's an opportunity to improve your agency that's just being left sitting there. Yeah, complaints are definitely opportunities. There's nobody more engaged in the success of your business than the person picking up the phone to tell you that they need something more or different. Yeah, taking their time and energy to say, I expected this from your agency and I didn't get it. Yeah. Okay, you need to know that as an owner. Absolutely. Who needs to be involved in this QAPI program? Isn't it just the administrator's problem? Well, I mean, for the state purposes, yeah, it's going to come back on the administrator. But in my opinion, humble or otherwise, I think that if your whole team is on board with gathering this information and reporting and disseminating and making sure that everyone is kind of on the same page, you know, different people are going to hear feedback in different ways. So your marketer might get feedback from a referral source who ended up you know, having a client report that they had a bad experience with you and now they don't want to use you anymore. That's important. That's going to come back to you. Your staffing coordinators are going to hear the same caregivers reporting negative feedback about one client that probably really needs to be addressed because how much of your office staff time and energy are you spending restaffing one client when maybe there just needs to be a conversation, right? Restaffing and restaffing because so many caregivers won't go back. Your office manager might have two specific caregivers who never turn in their paperwork and it always becomes this big issue. And, you know, that needs to be addressed. And, and then your administrative staff and, you know, so if you look at it, really can affect everybody. I mean, in the gathering of data and analyzing and, and identifying the patterns, that's probably going to be primarily your administrator's problem or, or whoever they delegate. But looking at the big picture, and establishing this culture of clear communication, transparent communication, and admitting that we're not perfect and agreeing to identify what's not great about us and how can we make it great, right? That's, that's everybody's issue, culturally speaking. So to go back before, when you ask, like, where do you start when it comes to if you don't have these reports? So start with your first QAPI 
And when you do your QA and realize, I really don't have any data here, then your PI is to improve capture of all that data. And how are you going to do it? Oh, that's such a brilliant, simple plan. (laughs) PI number one, let's do better at documenting. What does that mean for everybody? Write out a plan. And in six months, we look at it again. Are we doing better? Do I have more data? Oh, we're doing better. Okay. Keep going. And that's okay. Well, that makes it seem so much less scary. You know, in my experience, while in a past life, at least, I was involved in Quapi for a home health agency. And I, what I felt is that the only way for it to be successful, if there's buy-in from the top down, leadership team has to fully support all the aspects. They have to live by example. And if they don't, they're not going to make the workers feel good about doing different or extra work to make sure that the agency achieves its goals. Do you have any strategies that you would suggest listeners try in order to get buy-in across the organization? You mean without just pulling rank and saying, I'm your boss, you've got to do it? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that's your last resort, right? Because um, I, I, I said so, but you don't want that. You want certainly leading by example. I mean, you kind of answered your question in that if they see you doing it, that's going to be helpful. If you're starting off and you've just not really, if you realize our communication and our documentation has not been enough for what I'd like to see, then just start off with one meeting. You know, I'm not a big believer in having tons of meetings, but one meeting where you talk about why, why it's important for your agency to elevate, why it's important, you know, we've been stuck at this. Maybe you've been stuck at 30 caregivers for four or 30 clients for four years, and you'd like to make it to 50. Right. So maybe your marketer is hitting some walls because they've not been coming back and reporting some of these negative feedbacks they've been getting from referral sources. Maybe your staffing coordinator has been giving your intake person too much pushback because they don't have enough staff and there's a recruiting issue you're not really even aware of. A marketer or, and the intake people have to have the confidence to know that when I go out and admit this client, we're going to be able to staff it. You know, it's such everything is so interconnected in home care. So or maybe there's a single owner operator. And and of course, this isn't about necessarily group buy in. But again, it can um, it can stifle you if you don't have enough staff. You're terrified to go out and do any marketing. Right. Because I, I, I have to then make promises that I can't keep and, you know, all of that. So. I always recommend when you get to a certain point, you do need to look at your own capacity and when is it time to bring on somebody else. But I guess that's probably a whole nother conversation too. We could just have several different little offshoots of this visit, I think. Anyway, I believe you just need to, you need to establish your own why for your agency. Why are we going to do this? And if it's because the state says so, fine. (laughs) Somebody maybe have to motivate you. Um, But why do you want to do it better? What do you want to see come from that? And then just kind of, come down to that. But I'm a, I'm a big believer. And I just did a little video on documentation of everything just being transparent. You know, I used to say when I was running a big agency, if it's just in my head and I get hit by a bus, that information's lost. Yeah. And somebody else said, well, maybe you should be more positive if you, if you win the lottery, but if I win the lottery, I mean, I, ha- I mean, I got like three months before I get the money. I'm going to hang around and make sure that I give report, right? But if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, my, that information's gone. So everything needs to be documented. And that's, again, where your technology systems come in. If you've got 
an administrative app on your phone. You know, in my opinion, every conversation I have with clients and staff or client family members needs to go into the client record. If it affects the client's care or schedule or customer service or, you know, feedback or just maybe you told the daughter you would do something and then you disappear and it never gets done. And now your whole agency looks like, you know, incompetent (laughs) because the other person they called has no idea what you told them. That's just not fair to do that to your, you know, to your agency staff. So the more documentation, the better. At any point, this client's daughter should be able to call me and finish the conversation they had with the scheduler last week because it was documented. I can look right in there and see, okay, well, she said where they do this. It looks like that hasn't been finished yet. This is where we are. Okay, no big deal, you know. But if you don't, if you don't keep any documentation and you don't keep notes, you're asking for trouble. I mean, when, when, when you're a single owner operator and you've got, you know, your first five, 10 clients, you can keep all that in your head and that's fine, but it's, um, it's not scalable. It's not sustainable. No, it's not. And you've said a lot of really important things, which, which leads me to believe that Quapi can have a much greater impact across the organization beyond just maintaining compliance. Um, I'm curious, are there other ways for agencies to leverage coffee in their business, say, for example, to increase their revenue? Because you did mention like growing your business. Like, how does that work? Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, it comes down a lot of times to your community reputation, right? So if you're consistently ignoring feedback that might be negative, might be labeled a quote complaint, um, you know, that general dissatisfaction is going to completely reduce loyalty. It's almost like just preventing things, you know, all things if not acted upon by an outside force lead toward entropy, right? Some sort of physics quote. I probably need to find out who said that because I say it all the time. You have to take action in order to keep doing better and things will fall apart and people will let you down and accidents happen and all of that. But if you're just, you know, letting it go, we'll just wait and see oh, it's fine, no big deal, (laughs) then that's your agency is just going to lean toward entropy. There's not much you can do about it. So you have to continually be innovating, but continually be paying attention because it doesn't matter how long you've been in home care. It's been 19 years for me. And every time I think I've seen it all, I'm wrong. Something else pops up. Something else surprises me. So Really, again, it doesn't matter how long you've been in it because think of the differences in technology in the last 20 years. Think of the differences in generations and people and work ethic and types of communication, you know, that that people have. Think of all the changes in the last 20 years. So you do have to keep going. That said, you know, everybody's end goal is client loyalty. And I want to take care of this client's grandfather. And then when the dad gets sick and when the aunt gets sick and when the neighbor gets sick, they're going to call us. We are now this family's legacy agency. They only ever call us. We are the ones because we're not perfect. But when we make mistakes, we step up and admit them. So one of the things I actually recommend is making your PI public to an extent. So for instance, Say you do business with a bank and once a year, a bank turns that your bank sends out some sort of survey. And the last time you were at the actual bank, you had an issue with the teller. Um, maybe it was a weight or an attitude or something, right? So you go ahead. I, you know what? I'm annoyed with that. I'm going to go ahead and fill that out. So you fill it out and turns out maybe that bank got 
two or three of those same reports when they sent that out and they decided to do something about it. So they send you a letter at the end of the year that says, based on your feedback, we learned that this one thing was actually a problem. And this is what we did to fix it. And we're hoping that your experience is better. And if, you know, if it's not, please let us know. How good does that make you feel about doing business with that bank? I'm going to keep banking with that bank because I have a voice. Right. So imagine what that feels like if those people are taking care of your mom. Yeah, that's a very good point. I like the I like the parallel there. Right. Reputation. Reputation means all bad news travels fast. Mm-hmm. And word of mouth is the best marketing. So if you're taking care of your clients and you let them know how you're fixing things, I can see how that would really lead to increasing that revenue. What about something in the customer service vein? Does Quapi, like the mundane Quapi process, help with customer service? Well, sure it does. Um, Because, you know, again, when it comes to complaints or even little feedback or those things that make your staff roll their eyes when they get on the phone. And you all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You all know the eye rolls. You know, when you go back and talk about that as a group or as a team or as an office and say, you know, we've had three situations where three different clients had the same issue. There's clearly something systemic going on here. And what you what you realize, for instance, is that, you know, the person who does onboarding for your caregivers has been having a tough time. Maybe they're burned out. Maybe they're skipping some really important parts of orientation. So caregivers are going out into the field, not 100% prepared or not really understanding your agency's mission. There's something that some key piece of information they're missing, but because nobody said anything, or if they did say something, you didn't really look at it. You have no idea. This could be going on for months. How many caregivers have you hired in that period of time? Right? So when you can get down to the root, when you dig, when you ask why five times, you get all the way down to the root of what's going on or up to the root because it could be up with you. Maybe you, the owner, is just dropped the ball somewhere. If you're not willing to look at yourself and be somewhat vulnerable, maybe taking care of people isn't where you 100% belong. You know, so if you look and then you go and you can address that with that or the person, the hiring manager, maybe something needs to change. Maybe they need a different break. Maybe you need to you know, switch seats on the bus or something needs to happen with the agency, that right there is better customer service because now your caregivers are learning everything they need to learn. You have an opportunity to go back and figure it out. But, you know, just giving them the idea that every interaction with every client and every caregiver every time is important. You're automatically going to bump up your customer service. You know, just, just putting those things out there. Are you treating them with respect? Are you asking them? When your caregivers are giving you feedback, are you listening to them too? Because right now they're even harder to get than clients. They're your customers too. If your business is a peach stand, your caregivers are your peaches. Got no peaches, got no business. I absolutely love the perspective you've given us about Quapi. It seems, you know, well, I, I think that most people who get into home care really do want to provide a good service and keep people safe in their home. And rather than be scared about Quapi, have this spirit of curiosity about, hey, what have we been doing? And, you know, most business owners have the goal of growing and or whatever that looks like, more census or more revenues so that they can take care of their employees. 
Like, how can I apply what I learned about everything we're doing to achieve those big, hairy, audacious goals? So instead of being scared about this program, embrace it and have fun with it and help let that build a really good culture of learning and growing. I think that's my key takeaway from here. Absolutely. It's just about looking, just not being afraid to look. And and start off with the basics. You'll eventually want to add more metrics once you once you get accustomed to, okay, this isn't so hard. <laughs> this isn't so bad. This doesn't have to be the end of the world. This isn't something I have to outsource. It's really better if if everybody in the office knows what's going on. Um, performance improvement is the end game. Improving performance, higher performance, just improving your agency. And it all does trickle down to better reputation, more referrals, uh, keeping your clients on longer because, you know, you're optimizing care itself, not just customer service, but they can stay home longer. You know, uh, we've all got some of those caregivers who, you just think, ah, I, I never really thought that client was going to stay on as long. And those caregivers are like, job security. She is fine. <laughs> she, is, she is fed and active and healthy. And, you know, it's the same thing. So job security is keeping everybody as happy as they can be. People will stay home longer if they're happy with their home situation. If they can afford it, they will, they will do what they can. Yeah, and I imagine Quapi also will lead to caregiver retention as well. Because it's just a win-win scenario. Now, Candace, you have been so kind to us to offer our listeners a very special promotion. That's a hundred bucks off of a Quapi program with you. Can you tell them how to reach you to take advantage of this offer? Sure. Um, my website um, is slusherconsulting.com and that's S as in Sam, L-U-S-H-E-R consulting.com. Like a slushy but with ER. <laughs> and so at slusherconsulting.com, there is a tab for courses and there is a QAPI course. I call it Simplify QAPI. And it comes with um, an introductory video and instructional videos and worksheets on the, the type of information that you want to gather, how to analyze that data. Using the words analyzing data is sometimes just a stopper for some people. Oh, never mind, that's a red light, I'm turning away. It's going to tell you exactly how. We're going to go through this worksheet in a video, show you exactly how to do it. Um, one for incidents, one for complaints, one for infections. Um, and then you'll look at your client satisfaction. And then there's an actual one-page QAPI document that you can fill out. And that will, should satisfy your state unless they have something else more complicated they really want. But it should give you the basics. Um as well as an annual agency evaluation. So you really can look at all of those other metrics and decide if there's something else you want to add to your measurements. It's $400 off normally. I'm giving off 25% to your listeners through the end. I think it's through the end of the year, through the end of 2023. The code is QUALITY25. There you go. QUALITY25. All lowercase, quality 25. And the product that you're describing sounds pretty robust, pretty complete. So if I'm a listener, agency owner, I don't have a program in place, rather than trying to do hours and hours of research online, this is a really good deal. Like it's a no brainer. I think so. And it really does just simplify the process and take some of the fear and intimidation out of something that most people just don't, don't understand. Yeah. And I imagine if they want to speak to you in person, they can reach you somehow through the website, through the website on the, on the homepage, you can book a call with me. There's information on my email, 
couple of different ways to contact me there. Be happy to talk to anybody about it. If you have questions, I'd love to help. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing your insights about copy and kind of getting us excited about it. It was so good to talk to you. Thank you. Appreciate you letting me nerd out with you, Erin. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. Home Health 360 is presented by Aliacare. First off, I want to thank our amazing guests and listeners. To get more episodes, you can go to aliacare.com forward slash home health 360. That's spelled home health 360 or search home health 360 on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. The easiest way to stay up to date on our new shows is to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a newsletter you can sign up for on aliacare.com forward slash homehealth360 to get alerts for new shows and more valuable content from Aliacare right into your inbox. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.